Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And I am joined with a great guest today. We have a great topic. Uh, We're going to talk about scripture study, but really more precisely, we're going to talk about the word of God. And a lot of people equate that specifically with scripture, but we're going to open that up just a little bit more and and, and talk about all the different applications of the word of God and maybe even the meaning of that phrase, the word of God. And to do that, I've brought a great guest in. Uh, It's Greg Herter. And, you know, I I know that was uh, your good German name right there, Herter. Right. Yeah. But you just go hoarder sometimes because you just don't want to fight that fight, do you? Yeah, that's the way everybody (laughs) else pronounces it. And I don't want to fight that battle. Go, go, Go with the crowd, right? Right. Be a friend to all. Well, Greg, it's so nice of you to join us. And uh, I should tell everyone that Greg works with uh, this wonderful new application that we see all over the Internet now. But uh, it's on iPhones and iPads, and but also um, um, on just basically uh, an application on your computer. Uh, and it's Verboom uh, powered by Logos. And you should t- take a second just tell us what that means. We just said all these fancy words, but what does that mean, mm-hmm. essentially? What are we looking at? Well, Logos is the company I work for, which, uh, of course, is Greek for the word word, and Verbum is Latin for the word word, but uh, uh, I've been working with the company now for just under a year, and uh, we are a scripture study company, and uh, uh, Verbum is a class, uh, cross-platform com- uh, scripture study uh, software um, that uh, allows you to study scripture. Um, in a Catholic tradition so that you can study alongside of the church with the early church fathers, um, the popes, and study doctrine. Well, we're going to slow down here because, you know what, when you said the word scripture study, first of all, you mm-hmm. alienated probably 80% of my audience. I'm just kidding, <laughs> audience. You guys are great. I know you guys study your scripture, but when you say the word scripture study, sometimes people will stop and go... Their eyes will kind of glaze over or they'll roll back in their head and they won't really pay attention to what you say after because we're not used to studying our scripture. I mean, some of us are used to some of these little book studies where they'll go through just one letter or one book of the Bible and they'll read through it and read a commentary that goes along with it and they'll do a passage a week or whatever and they'll come together as a group in a Bible study and they'll 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 explore that passage and what does it mean, how is it relevant to them you know, in their life today. Right. And a lot of us will have that experience, but you're talking about something totally different here. You brought in the, the concept of the early church fathers and perhaps the encyclicals of the popes and all these writings that come out of the Vatican and there's lots of writings over the 2,000-year history of our right. church, right? And then also the catechism of the Catholic Church and all these different texts that are available. Mm-hmm. This uh, Verboom software actually integrates all those things into this one easy little world that you're in that you can get lost in real easy because it's so fun to just explore all these different things. Is that true? Is that how that, how that works? Right, exactly. It's studying Scripture along with the tradition of the church. That's so rather beautiful. than just strictly looking at at scripture and a commentary all by itself, you're looking at alongside the true light of church. Well, you know, we should talk about that for a second. Just the idea of studying scripture again. A lot of people think, well, why do we need to study our scripture? 
And, you know, you hear the phrase, the word of God, and I, and I in that tease at the opening, I thought, well, let's talk about the word of God. What does it mean, the word of God? A lot of times you say, well, it says here in the word of God, and you might hear a, a good Bible thumper telling you about the word of God, and they've got their Bible open, and they're thumping on that Bible. And the word of God to them is, are these words, right? These words, and they're beautiful mm-hmm. words, right? Sacred scripture. This is the stuff that, that, that came to us, uh, you know, divinely uh, came to us in, in, in a beautiful way, and we and we believe every word of sacred scripture but a lot of people think that that's what the word of god is when in reality when in scripture it refers to the word that w is capitalized because really that word is jesus right Right? that is the word the the logos that was actually um well the word that took on flesh john tells us at the beginning of his gospel but that that is the word that is god breathed right Mm -hmm. god breathed what came out of god's mouth you know what? What this? You know the God, the Father, is the Son, right? The right. Word of God, and this is—it's so beautiful. And so, what we understand is that if we read, when we're reading sacred scripture, we're not just reading about the Word of God or reading the Word of God. We're revealing to ourselves the Word of God. The more we read in Scripture, or all of the great documents of the Church, what comes from the heart of the Church, right, is the more we know Jesus. We get to know Jesus Himself in studying Scripture. Absolutely. Yeah, that's beautiful. So this this Veriboom software allows you a, a, a greater way to do that. But maybe before we start talking about what all the things it does, I want to ask you, you, you told me beforehand, Greg, your own story and why – you know, you, were you always a scripture scholar, Greg, from the very beginning, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Far from it. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your, your history. Because your story, as I joked with you earlier when you were telling me this, I said, wow, this is the first time I've ever heard this. It's yeah. very typical, right? right. A lot of, a lot of uh, cradle Catholics. Tell us about your, right. your particular story. Well, as, as you mentioned, I was a cradle Catholic, and uh, then I became uh, a typical Catholic, which would be a lapsed Catholic. Right. Um, after I left home, uh, my parents... Uh, uh, I guess you could say forced me to go to church every every weekend. And after I had the opportunity to leave home and live on my own, I did what most Catholics did and uh, quit going to church. Right. Well, you were the, and, you were the master of your domain at that exactly. point. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I knew what was uh, good for me, and that meant uh, leaving my weekends to myself. So um, once I got married and had kids, uh, that meant my wife said I should go to church on the weekend. So... Um, I did that on Christmas and Easter, like most uh, CNE Catholics, Christmas right. and Easter Catholics. So, um, but my wife finally convinced me to join a Bible study. Now, was she always a really good Catholic? Is she the no? Sort of- actually, she didn't have any. Uh, she was Catholic by name only. She was baptized, and uh, she had no formation when she wow. was growing up. But she decided she wanted to actually, through my siblings and my parents. Um, started to grow closer to the church. See, guys, you need to listen to this because at the in the heart of the woman is that nurturing spirit. Right. The women always know better. It's the women that are the ones in my life. Right. My wife was the rock that, that brought me back to the church. So we need to listen to yeah. our women more. Uh, and I know that there's women out there applauding. You know, keep your hands on the steering wheels, ladies, yeah, as you're driving. Exactly. But uh, that's that's great that you – so you listen to mm-hmm. your wife. But she what convinced happened? me to uh, join a Bible study actually with my parents and my siblings. And I don't know how she got me to do it because uh, uh, I really had no interest. I really didn't want to hear what a Bible study was going to tell yeah, me, which why I didn't knew. You want, yeah, why didn't you want to hear? Um, because I didn't want to change my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I, I knew what it was going to tell me. 
and uh, I really didn't want to hear it. Yeah, another listen-up moment for guys. Exactly. You know, we don't want to be challenged. We're set in our ways. We're okay with everything. Everything seems to be kind of equilibrium. Everything's kind of cruising along. Mm-hmm. You know, now we also. I like the way it was going. That's I, right, but then, mm-hmm. but then we always there's a when there's a crisis in our life, that's when we find out that we come up empty, right? right. But you hadn't really had that crisis, but you right. just were not. Everything challenged. was fine in my world. I, I thought everything was perfectly fine. So, so you begrudgingly dragging your feet, you went to this thing. Yep, and uh, it uh, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about scripture that I didn't know, and it was it was actually Jeff Caven's uh, Bible timeline. Right, fantastic. And, yeah. uh, so, I so actually, got, that's the story of the Bible. Right. That really is that's appealing to people who don't really right. yeah, don't know where all this stuff came from mm-hmm. and the relationships between all these people. I had heard some of these uh, stories about the Old Testament, but now I read about them and I found out what they really meant. And I found out how they represented what went on in the New Testament and how they prefigured the New Testament. Yeah, and, that's beautiful. Uh, it just clicked with me. Something really woke up the Holy Spirit from my baptism. And it really made a difference, and I just started devouring books and more scripture. Were you a big reader before that? No. Um, I think I read about two books in my life, and that was only for to graduate high school. You know, yeah, well, I did the Cliff's that. Notes of those, so I didn't yeah. read those two <laughs> right. books. But I will, I will tell you, the only thing I ever read when I was growing up was Encyclopedia Brown, those little scholastic book club. <laughs> it cost a buck, and I would get those. And I love those because they were really short. I have a short attention span, so I didn't read. But once you start to read the stuff that fires you up and it and it, it drives a passion absolutely oh, and so you were devouring books at that point right and uh, i also i had a brother who left the church and military so he was evangelized also by uh, uh some uh protestants some good meaning christ some, right. believing uh loving people that just wanted to see him go to heaven yeah. and he couldn't answer their questions and he called back home and my parents couldn't answer their questions who were great catholics but they just didn't know enough about their faith so I decided I wanted to really look in. I wanted to keep an open mind and look at both, you know, the the Protestant and the Catholic faith. I wanted to find the truth. I just wanted to look at Scripture and find the truth in, uh, you know, if there's a heaven and hell, I want to make sure I'm on the right side. Oh, absolutely. So, well, that, those are good. Those are good plans. So, yeah. so you 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 kept up with the with the with the studies and the mm-hmm. reading. Uh, and did, now, did you see that change your family and change your your environment? I mean, did you start to see that now people were more involved in understanding what was going on at Mass and Absolutely. just in, in the living, right. the teachings of the church? Right. Uh, all of my family. I got my kids involved. Um, we did the same Bible study in my family with my kids. They actually asked me, can we do the Bible study with you? So we did the, the whole Bible timeline again. See, they saw something positive the in you. They just wanted, people see this and you right. start to like the transfiguration. You know, you, you, you see the God within you. People recognize that and say, you know, I want some of that. I, right. I don't know how to get that. And you're like, I know how. Let's do a Bible study. Right. Very so good. It was just a, a, the first of many blessings in the family. Well, so. uh, it sounds like it was a, a, a you know maybe probably happened over a period of time, right? Didn't happen Absolutely. immediately, right. yet like these things mm-hmm. always do. And again, that story you've just painted, and, and I, I joke about it again, is that you know it's wow, it's the first time I've ever heard that, Greg. You know, <laughs> it's just so typical. Mm-hmm. Right? We experience that, you know, when and when you go to mass on any given Sunday, and you look to your left and you look to your right, you know. Odds are at least one or two of you in that little three-person 
is is kind of in that boat where right. they're not really feeling challenged. They're not participating. They're not fully involved in what's going on. They don't fully understand all that the church has to offer. But more importantly, all the graces that come through the sacraments and how we get those and just God's revelation and scripture and the teachings of the church and all that stuff. So it's great that you uh, that you found your way. Um, in in this way. Now, Greg, we're going to talk more about this on the other side of this break, but I do want to remind people at home that uh, we have a wonderful website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And Greg actually went to the site, and he saw me and was not scared away by the picture of me on the website. Um, but go and visit that website if you want to find out more about the show. But also, I'd love for you to email me at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so with that, we'll be right back. And this is another great moment in church history. When you think of saints, you often think of saintly qualities like patience, love, humility, and generosity. Not so with St. Jerome, a priest and doctor of the church born in the mid-4th century. On more than a few occasions, St. Jerome stood outside the church doors doing penance for his bad temper. While this was true, more than anything, he was a staunch defender of the truth and an ardent lover of the Word of God. He felt that anyone who taught error was an enemy of God to be defeated with the swift and sure strokes of his powerful pen. St. Jerome was a scholar of great wisdom and understanding. He was a master of Latin, Greek, and Hebrew and he spent many years in study in the celebrated centers of scholarship like Rome and Alexandria. He was a great student of sacred learning because he realized its vital role in obtaining the beatific vision. He once said, Let us learn upon earth those things which can call us to heaven. Sometimes feared for his veracity, but always known to be a genuine man of God, St. Jerome was respected by his peers. St. Augustine said of him, What Jerome does not know, no mortal man has ever known. He was very prolific in his writings. Above all, his scriptural writings have been without equal in the history of the church. St. Jerome is most remembered for his translation of the Bible into the common or vulgar language of the people, making it more accessible to the common people. Called the Vulgate, his vigilant and meticulous translation was very popular and became the standard version of the Bible for over a thousand years. Many who question the authority of the Church like to point to the fact that St. Jerome openly opposed the inclusion of the seven deuterocanonical books in the official canon of the Bible. While this is true, as he rarely held his opinions to himself, Few people realize that ultimately St. Jerome recognized, upheld, and defended the authority of Holy Mother Church in defining the canon and placed the books in their rightful place in the Bible. In 402 AD, St. Jerome wrote regarding this issue, What sin have I committed if I follow the judgment of the churches? At the end of his life, St. Jerome finally settled in Bethlehem where he lived in a cave believed to be the birthplace of Jesus. He died there in 420 A.D. His feast day is September 30th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm sitting here with my friend Greg. And Greg is talking about, we're going to be talking about Verboom, uh, which is powered by Logos. We're going to talk a little more about that. Before we do that, tell me, how did you get involved with the Logos folks? Well, I was in uh, uh, the manufacturing business, actually, uh, selling manufacturing equipment. and I, I see just, the connection right there. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Isn't that funny? The natural <laughs> progression, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, as I uh, got involved more and more and uh, studied more and more scripture, um, I was reading books uh, quite a bit. And as I read more and more, I decided I needed more study tools, and I eventually purchased the Logos Bible software myself. Right, now, the Logos has been around for a while, haven't they? For 20 years. And when I purchased it, it was, uh, uh, I had owned it, uh, by the time I joined Logos, I had owned it about six years, seven years. And I saw an advertisement that they were opening and starting a Catholic division. So I thought this might be an opportunity. I had been praying for an opportunity to really get out of the secular world and do more for the church. Right. You were in love with your church now. And this is the this right. is Mr. Lapsed Catholic uh, right. who suddenly discovers through Scripture and the early church fathers and, and the writings of the church that all of a sudden that he had a place here at the, at the table and he was excited about all that stuff. Exactly. So now you're, you're looking like, well, I want to get out of the manufacturing business and I want to get into the – not that you hated manufacturing. No, I, but you I, want to do something. I had a great job. I, I loved what I was doing. Um, I really wasn't looking for another job, but I was praying for an opportunity to do more with my faith, to pass on, pass along my faith. I had convinced myself at that time that Catholic faith was the one true church, through especially the church fathers. I could see that, uh, like the writings of Justin Martyr, that um, if you were to pull Justin Martyr out of the, the first century or the second century right. and put him into the Catholic Church, that he would be very much at home. So He would um, know when to stand, sit, and kneel, probably. Exactly. <laughs> he would know what was going exactly. on, and he would be able to participate in, in a Catholic Mass. So um, I decided that this is uh, what I wanted to do, and I had actually been teaching RCIA in my parish. Um, so... I was looking for an opportunity to do more, and I saw an advertisement for Logos, which was the software that I had been using. And I decided to send in a resume, just see what would happen. Now, with the advertisement, though, they were talking about launching a new version of their product, mm-hmm. right? The Verboom. And that's what you work with, right? Is that? This was actually before Verboom oh, actually Verboom. came out. So, okay. um, But it was a Catholic version of their, their software. So let's talk about the difference mm-hmm. between – so someone might be confused. They're going, well, wait a second. I've heard of Logos, and I'm just now hearing of Verboom. What's the difference? Verboom is just the brand name for the Catholic libraries. Verboom – I'm sorry. Logos has been around for about 20 years, but it's right. always been tr- – uh, they've tried to be very ecumenical, uh, unbiased, unbiased, ecumenical, right. non-denominational Christian and tried to have no slant whatsoever to any one denomination. But um, but there's a wealth of Catholic material out there, and I think they exactly. saw the wisdom of thinking, you know, we have a lot of stuff that we're not tapping into that we really need to put together a Catholic version of this thing, and that's what Verboom is? Right, exactly. And even two years ago, that's what they decided to put together, Catholic libraries. And eventually they decided to brand it 
slightly different so that right. people would recognize that this is a Catholic library, and they named it Verbum. The well, Latin let's talk a little bit word. about what it does, because this, is, mm-hmm. this does not do it justice to call it Scripture study. Absolutely. It is, it's not. It's not at all. I mean, it is studying the Scriptures, but you're studying so much more. Uh, and, and I've uh, seen a, a, a demo that you, uh, that you graciously gave to me that it's just I was blown away. I was right. blown away to see all the cross-reference, all the hyperlinks, all of the comparative texts that were out there, and just the, the sheer number of um, different volumes or texts that you have to pull from that, that you can use in, in, in Verbum. Is just, it's just amazing. And for a Catholic to look at that, what a wealth of material. Right. Describe the process of how you use Verbum. Mm-hmm. It, it basically surrounds Scripture with the tradition of the church. And uh, the software is loaded with hundreds of books. And these books are anything from, again, the early church fathers, commentaries. Justin Marty, you talked about his first apology and and uh, some of the books he's written. Those are all in there. Right. So commentaries, um, writings of the councils, encyclicals of the popes. The catechism And, of course, the catechism. Documents of Vatican II and so on. And then, of course, uh, books on the original languages so you can study the Greek and Hebrew that the uh, scriptures were written well, in. What blew me away most, I think, is, is you would go to, let's say we went to uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 through 20, and we see Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ. And, 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 and then we see that Jesus basically says, you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. And we all know that passage. But what you can do with that passage is when just calling that up, all of a sudden you can have commentaries that relate or anything that speaks of that passage in a commentary somewhere. It may be an obscure one you've never even heard of before. Or maybe any time the early church fathers referenced that particular scripture verse, Mm -hmm. suddenly pops up in your window. And you can click on individual words like I had you click on the word keys. And so then you see all the relationship, the words, what, what that word was in the Greek, right, how to pronounce it. And where else it appears in all the other scripture passages, and then things that relate to it, like it'll, it'll, it jumped up, you know, Isaiah chapter twenty-two, and just all these wonderful uh, tools that, that make the scripture suddenly come, come alive, alive, and you see yeah. it in the context of the history of the entirety of the church. It's not just like a standalone little scripture verse you're reading and praying over, right? And everything branches out from that scripture passage to all of these other documents. So anything that cites that scripture passage is automatically going to be pulled up and open to that page. So it's right there in front of you and makes it come alive. But besides being linked to the scripture passage, they're all interconnected contextually to each other. So rather than just being like a wagon wheel where the center hub is scripture and everything branches out from that center hub, it's more like a spider's web so right. that they're interconnected to each and other. And you can use that scripture as a launching point to jump into something else. And if right. you want to read that for a while and then jump to hyperlink to something else, and sure. you, know, so you just you bounce around if you want. The catechism and show everywhere that the catechism cites that scripture passage, say Matthew sixteen eighteen. Right. And now you read any catechism 
paragraph that cites that scripture passage, but in the catechism, as you're reading, it cites Lumen Gentium. You right. click on Lumen Gentium, and then you start reading the Vatican II document, Lumen Gentium. And Lumen Gentium, as you're reading that paragraph, it cites a church father in Tertullian. You click on that, and now you can read that in context. Yeah, see, that's just fantastic. So you're jumping from one document to the other and back and forth. So you're reading everything in context, but it's all a, a constant thread in the tradition of the church. There's a the sense of community that you can also have that you can you can tie to other users who are maybe in a, a if you're doing your Bible study or a particular group at your parish, you can highlight passages. You can you can send messages. What what are some of the things that you can do with uh, people in your group? Right, you can create groups, your own personal group. So if you just have your own Bible study group or your own group at in your parish. You can create a group and share notes and messages. So if you find a passage that hits you personally, maybe speaks to your heart, uh, you can post a little message to your group so you can share that inspirational message. Or maybe you have a, a problem with it or you have a, uh, you're struggling with the, the meaning. You can post a message and somebody can reply to it and help you out with it, maybe give you some explanation. Um, or maybe help give you some deeper meaning to it. So you can share that information back and forth, almost like a Facebook conversation. Well, what I saw was extremely powerful. Right. Uh, I was just, I was again blown away by it. And I was, and I know you've you've told me you've had this mentioned before, but like, where, you know, where was this when I was in school, or where was this when priests have probably said, where was this when I was in seminary? Absolutely. Right. When I was in deacon formation, I would have loved to have had all these tools available to me. And I think that going forward, I think it makes sense for everyone to look into that. The potential. Now, now this is not just for clergy, though. I mean, this is not just for uh, theologians. You have different sort of packages available that where someone who just doesn't know much about anything and just wants to know a little bit and have very basic, very uh, you know, slight knowledge or whatever. They want to know just a little bit. They don't want to invest a lot or whatever. You have this package here, but then you also have something for pe- people who want the works. They want right. everything. We have some very basic pa- packages for the layman who just wants to know their faith better. So you can you have the catechism, some of the early church fathers, so you can really just understand what the church teaches about any subject or any scripture passage. So, And that's really where I started. I was just a layman who didn't know scripture, but that's why I bought the program. I wanted to know my faith better, and everybody should want to know their faith better. That's unfortunately right. one of our problems as Catholics. We don't know our faith as and well that ramps as we up to that ramps up to what? To the, <clears throat> that the, to the ramps works, up right? To the, right. And uh, well, that, you know, that's the theologian that the theologian in training who wants right. to know everything about everything and wants to have everything at their fingertips. You got right. that as well. And, and that's part of knowing our faith is, again, knowing the word, knowing Jesus Christ. We, in order to know him, we have to know our faith. And that's part of that process. Well, highly recommended. So, I think this is a, a beautiful um, opportunity for people. How do people find out more about it? Uh, you can go to uh, logos.com slash Catholic is where you find all the Catholic packages. Um, you can also uh, get a hold of me at greg.herter, H-O-E-R-T-E-R, at logos.com. Fantastic. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to help us understand more about Verboom. Uh, and again, Folks, I'm giving a recommendation here. This is a Catholic Cafe uh, recommendation menu item. you got to get uh, look into this because this is really, really powerful stuff. Greg, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts and blessings you've bestowed upon us. We especially thank you for the gift of the Word of God, the Word made flesh, your Son, sent to reconcile us to you forever. Help us to see in your Son our pathway to eternity with you in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.